All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast featuring Detroit Red Wings photographer Dave Regenick. Uh Today is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. I got Ethan alongside me in the interview. Hope you enjoy. All right, at this time, we are joined by a photographer for the Detroit Red Wings, the official team photographer, and a freelance photographer for the Detroit News and Getty Images. It is Dave Regenick. Dave, how's it going? Going good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. We're missing hockey just like you. We mentioned uh, before we came on, there's lots of great stuff in this month, the end of the Red Wings season, uh, which is is a good thing if you're a fan who's sick of watching them, but not good for us who who get paid to do stuff in, in that realm. Uh, the junior championships, the frozen four. So lots of, lots of things to be upset about missing, but you are somebody who has captured uh, all of the, the most recent great times in Red Wings history. So we're going to try and bring that energy up a little bit, a little more positivity. We're going to look back through some of the good times. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been quite a dream come true for sure. I mean, I've, I've been taking pictures since I was 11 years old. Um, you know, I would never in a million years that I would ever be able to make money at it or really do something I truly enjoyed. I actually work construction. Um, I got into the building trades at 18, pretty much fresh out of high school. And, uh, that's what put bread on the table. And I just kind of played with photography and this is back in the film days, but, um, you know, just buy some film, run to the zoo, go to the Heinz Park, whatever, just to kind of get an artistic surge and play around with it. And that's pretty much all it was, you know, take pictures of the kids growing up and whatnot. And uh, um, my life changed when uh, I bought my first digital camera back in 2001, I think it was 2000. I bought the Canon D30 for like $3,600. It was a three megapixel yeah. camera. <laughs> I still have it it's sitting behind me on that pile of cameras you're seeing over on your left, my right. Now, and you know what? We, you you kind of mentioned it was a dream come true. That was one thing uh, when we hopped on here, Ethan and I, I was like, man, you can just tell how much this guy loves his job and is is appreciative of the position that he's in. And, and really one of those guys who, uh, one of those, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life types of people. And you get that just by going through your Instagram, frankly. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been uh, got some time to kill, obviously, like we all do. And, um, you know, just going through some of the older pictures, partly to organize them a little better than I'm pretty, pretty picky on how I organize my stuff, because I've got so many pictures to try and, you know, keep organized. And, you know, and I'll get a call from the organization. Hey, can you pull up a picture of uh, uh, uh any any player from 2000 whatever whoever they're calling for and i've got to try and find that in a timely manner without spending hours on my computer so i've got you know my hockey directory and subdirectories under the hockey and the ohl to youth hockey to pro on and on and on for football basketball baseball so i i've got it pretty well organized but it can always be tweaked a little bit more um so as i was kind of going through my images here i'm thinking you know what i'm going to start throwing something positive on the internet there just because of all the the negative and depressing stuff that's going on right now. And it, you can't help but get sucked into it when you're watching TV and CNN and Fox and this sure. and that and their views. And I'm, so I'm thinking, well, let's just kind of like you guys are doing, trying to spice it up a little bit and keep the positive, positive attitudes flowing. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Just trying to pick a something cool that has a good story every day and uh, throw it up on uh, my Instagram account and on my Facebook uh, page there just to kind of, gives people something to take their minds off 
it's uh, sad stuff that we have, even if it's for a few minutes. Now we should probably mention the, uh, you can follow him on Instagram at D And like I mentioned before, highly recommend his follow. He's, he's been very entertaining. Just kind of over the past, what, three, four weeks or so, just been dropping a lot of old pictures with some great personal stories behind it. One of the more interesting pictures is that of then LA King, Sean Avery, uh, a Red Wings draft pick, by the way. Some people forget that. The photo's right in his face, and you kind of mentioned that there was a lot of funny chirping going on. What was some of the stuff that you remember uh, from that chirping battle? Who was he going against, and, and what were well, they saying? He was really picking on Homer. He was picking on Homer hard. Uh, and Homer's not a fighter, and, you know, he'll, he'll skate away from most stuff. But uh, Homer's got some pretty amazing chirps, too, and most of those guys do. I mean, it's it's – I wish, like I had – posted on my Instagram. I wish I had a phone back then. I was, that was in the early flip phone days. I yeah. was no good, you know, smartphone stuff back then. I think it was 2005, 2006. I think it was, man, I think it was like 2005. And uh, so he's picking on Homer. And of course, during line changes and that spot between the benches at Joe Lewis was literally about elbow to elbow. I mean, when I would shoot, I would have to kind of twist my shoulder to kind of adjust so I could get my lens up and down. Right and to play mm-hmm. but um so Avery and Homer were crossing paths at the bench and of course Avery's going to get right in his way and them, so they're bumping and pushing and yapping and the refs come get between them and he looks at the ref he says you got to give him two minutes ref and he's screaming he's goes, you got to give him two minutes ref his breath is horrible you got to give him two minutes <laughs> and Homer looked at him was like really is that all you got my breath are you kidding me and he just skated away. He didn't have nothing to say. He just, like, skated away. It was just, I'm just going to come up with that. And that was just amongst all of them. And he sat there the whole – I think I shot the first and second period uh, in that game, and he stayed at that end of the bench. So first and second period, defense at one end, uh, forwards at the other end. Usually they switch to get closer to their position as they make their line changes. Not Avery. He stayed at that end of the bench both periods. Just oh, jogged. Wow. No way. Night. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was even getting sprayed from him just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Do you have anybody else in mind of people that have are just, you know, some of the characters that kind of stand out to you the most? Um, yeah, they all got their own little little nuances. Um, I was shooting a game when we were playing against Minnesota when Derek Bugard played on the team with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, you know, the guy, Yeah. you know, he ended up, committing suicide I think it was sad story um and they actually there's a documentary on him which is pretty interesting it sounds like he's a really really good dude but he just flipped a switch when it come to hockey and uh somebody had got him riled up about something and he was standing right in front of me in fact I I I kind of been holding off on posting that picture on Instagram because I want to kind of keep everything positive yeah Yeah. it was on on the fence about the one with Yuri Yuri Hoodler because his career ended but he didn't die so I didn't think it was too damn depressing but anyways uh, Bugard (laughs) he's standing like right in front of me and the guy's like six foot 30. I mean, he Big was just huge. Yeah. I mean, on skates, he was probably close to seven feet. I mean, he was just, and probably about 240, 250. He was just a monster of a guy. A gladiator. He was screaming at the bench, oh, that, that, that to every one of you guys. And it's like, holy shit, man. He scared me. <laughs> I remember <laughs> his stare. He yeah, looked like a giant. I remember his stats from when I was a kid. He was, I think he must have been, I think he was like six, seven or something like that. One of my uh, favorite pictures from your Instagram is is after the 08 Cup, and you kind of go into it in the caption there where you say, uh, you know, there 
the, the players entered a room and, you know, they were told media wasn't allowed in here. So I stopped and turned away with everybody else. And then Mike Babcock said, get in there. And then yeah. it was just you, the team and the cup. Can you tell us the story of that one? How much that meant to you? Yep. That one right there. Beautiful. One yep. of, uh, Nick Lindstrom. And, um, you know, with Babcock, he, he never assumed anything, you know, he was, he, he was always good to me. So I can't, I'm not going to bag on him. Uh, you know, that was just not my place. He, he, when he snapped at me, I deserved it. You know, I, I cut through the locker room to get down to my spot between the benches one time. And it was just as the players were coming out of the locker room and he, he told me, you know, if you can't get here two minutes sooner, go to the visiting tunnel. <laughs> he was totally right. That's the only time he really got on me about anything, but yeah. Uh, so you know, whenever I did anything with my camera, uh, I always tried to run it by Babs because I never assumed that he was cool with me just snapping pictures. And even to this day, I don't assume that it's cool for me to take pictures without either giving them the, the camera, like, cool, or they'll either go, yeah, go ahead, it's cool, or they'll go, no. Like, Pavel, one time we were, I'll tell you that story later, but uh, anyway, back to the uh, Stanley Cup one in Pittsburgh, that locker room was so small. The locker room was divided up into like three parts. So the forwards had the main part, the goalies and defensemen had the other part, and then the back end was where the the trainers were in the showers, which is even smaller yet. So it was like big, medium, and small. Like yeah. and you had to kind of work your way through the sections to get to where you had to go. So, anyways, they're partying in the locker room, passing the cup around, drinking out of it, spraying everybody. The media's in there, and this is back when they used to let the media in. Now they don't let the media in in locker rooms after the games. Um, and they've done that. I think that was like three or four years ago. They shut that down. I'm not sure why, but they don't let the media in the locker room like they used to. So anyway, so we had to get on the plane, get back to Detroit. And the plane was leaving like at, I don't know, midnight, 12. I think the game got over about 10, 15, 10, 30. Then you got the on ice presentation, cup, blah, blah, blah. So we only had maybe about a half an hour in the locker room of dumping on the media and they all got drowned and Finally, everybody just said, hey, we got to get out of here, pack it up. So they started taking the cup to the shower room back there. So I followed them as far as I could go where they stopped the media. And I didn't think I was going to be able to go back in there. I figured this is their time. You know, that was it. So I'm standing there watching him, Babcock. He's, he's looking at me. And he's like, Dave, get your ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was surreal. I'll tell you what. Just, it was so hot and steamy, my lens kept fogging up, and I, I had kept taking my shirt and wiping the lens off because it was – guys are taking showers. I mean, they're in there with towels wrapped around them. I mean, I didn't get nobody with nothing hanging out or nothing like that, but I mean, they're, <laughs> that's, they're soaking wet, steaming for coming out of the showers, and Rafalski was taking that thing. He's, like, bouncing it off the ceiling. Ceiling tiles were popping. <laughs> I mean, it was just nuts. And in, in that picture, you can see uh, Chelly was just drowning Nick with a, with a beer. Yeah. Um, and I got a picture of Pavel. It's just, he's, he looks crazy. I mean, he was just at one tooth missing and, and his eyes were so big and he was so <laughs> it's just, I got, and Dallas Drake was another story. Cause um, you know, he's from Trevor city and local guy yeah. this was last, uh, last season played and uh, you know, getting pictures of him was cool. And you know, I see him every year up in Trevor city. He's a great guy, good family, man. He's got, I mean, I think he's got like four or five kids coaching hockey up there now. But, yeah, that was uh, one of those those moments I'm thinking, man, I can't believe I'm here witnessing this. Like, just to be a fly on the wall without a camera right. would have been cool. But to try and take pictures and not be caught up in the moment, that's, that's what I struggled with. You did a media tour 
after the Wings won the Cup in L.A. or Sorry, after they won in 08, you went to right. L.A. on a media tour with them. Uh, and you met Vern Troyer. He, he got a picture with uh, Nick Lidstrom, Chris Osgood. That one's up on the Instagram as well. I got to hear the story behind that. Well, it was kind of a – I wasn't sure. All this stuff was kind of – it all came on me. It wasn't predetermined. Obviously, we didn't plan it out because we weren't sure we were going to win the cup. We won the cup, and now I get to fly back on the team with the team, which was a surprise. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do that. But um, so, anyways, we get through all that, fly back with the team. Uh, we have the party in the hangar and everything, and I go home and chill for a minute. And then I get the call like the next day Hey, uh, you're flying to LA with Nick and uh, Ozzy for the media scrum with the, with the cup. And I'm um, thinking, all right, no big deal. I called my, my day job guy. I said, hey, I'm going to be off for a little while here. <laughs> yeah. And go with it. Um, so so I flew out there with those guys, and uh, we did the uh, Carson Daly show, the Jay Leno to Tonight Show, uh, and uh, Carson Daly. Uh, oh, Jim Rome. We did the Jim Rome show, too. And then we also did a thing for Mr. Illich, um, who had a friend out northern california on the one day we would have had off uh to go see augie nito um mitch album did a book on him called uh augie story or something like that anyways it's just one of mitch's books it's pretty good guy's a bazillionaire he was in charge of or owned or he invented the computers for i think fitness machines or something like that but his house okay. was chilling the side of a mountain yeah we did that so we did four three things out there and uh, oh we also did the um the uh uh love guru the grumman's chinese theater the uh premiere of that movie which was kind of fun we had the stanley cup had oh popcorn that's funny in it. wow yeah the Vern, Vern troyer was um that was kind of fun he was cool i mean i don't know if you ever saw that program he was on a reality show i don't remember what it was he didn't it didn't make him look good you know, driving his little scooter around naked and everything yeah <laughs> yeah right but he was cool man i mean he's uh the cup's 35 and a quarter inches tall he was he was 32 inches so the picture i got with ozzy's kind of trying to kneel down you know next to him not to tower over him but he was cool man it is he is what it is you know and uh it was fun. They chatted with him and, you know, we did some pictures. I had sent, sent him the pictures and never seen him down at the Joe though. And he's from Michigan. He was from, uh, uh it's in my Instagram post, uh, Sturgis, Sturgis, Michigan. Yes. He's from cool guy though. Do you have yeah. any, uh, favorite all time memories uh, just, uh, with the team in general? Well, gosh, the Stanley cup's gotta be, gotta be one of them. Um, that's, you know, that's the pinnacle. They actually gave me a ring too. I don't have it up here. I, pull it out and show you but uh i i think one of my posts i'm going to do the stanley cup nick gave me uh all of the stanley cups one time to do a little photo shoot with uh while they were at practice so i sit, brought in my studio lights macro lens did some pretty cool stuff i got the 96 97 97 98 the 02 and then the uh 08 cup rings all side by side it's pretty cool a lot of hardware there but uh yeah that um so we beat pittsburgh and detroit games one and two and then my buddy and I decided to ride our Harleys to Pittsburgh for game three and four. What oh, that's was I awesome. Thinking? What was I thinking, though? I mean, well, we yeah, with all that. and we lose game four. If we if we, we sweep, I got to fly back to the team. I would have had to leave my Harley there. And my yeah. buddy would ride home by himself. So it was weird. In fact, some of the pictures, one of the pictures I got, I'm holding the cup for Scotty Bowman and Todd McClellan. And I still got the raccoon eyes from when we rode there. It was a beautiful, hot day. It got scorched. And, uh, <laughs> Had the raccoon eyes from my sunglasses, but uh, we ended up losing game four, coming back and um, 
we lost game five, went back to Pittsburgh and won in game six. Yeah, there's that, the whole Stanley Cup experience, the run, just the first series, you get through it. Second series, you get through it. Wow, you know, it's semifinals. Holy crap, man, this might be real. You get to the finals. Yeah. It's happening. I mean, I'm sitting in my spot, and back in the igloo, the opposing or the opposing team had to walk across the ice to get off the ice, and the backup goalie had to sit right behind me. So I had uh, Hasek, an 08, I had him sitting right behind me, <laughs> and he didn't say nothing. He was kind of yeah. sour, pussed about, cause, you know, Ozzy had jumped in and had taken his job basically for the finals. I think it was yeah. series one. Oh yeah, uh, this is a Chris Osgood podcast. We have covered oh, yeah. uh, we have covered that playoff run more times than I can count in terms yeah, of Osgood. So Osgood he and took over for uh, Dom. He wasn't a happy camper. I mean, now in oh eight oh nine, I had Ty Conklin behind me, and it, that guy was a hoop man. He was <laughs> tapping me on the shoulder. He goes, "Man, four rows up on the right to check that one out." Oh, <laughs> oh my god, we're in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> I'm zooming in on hot chicks in the in the. <laughs> it was. Oh, I feel oh, like wow. backup goalies are, are like the ultimate characters, you know, because they're not crazy enough to be a starting goalie. You know, they don't have that laser, but they. Right. I mean, you got a lot of time. They don't on have to. Hands. Be, they're like yeah. they're like bullpen guys in baseball. You see, those right. are the, those are the guys that mess around the most. Man, Man that's fun. I, when he would when he would when he was here. Um, he did this thing with Al Sabaka all the time. So Al comes out with his little shovel and he's shoveling the snow away at the crease all the time. And Conks kind of made his little figure eight skate around. He would take, just as Al was going off the ice, he would paddle him in the ass with that blade. <laughs> he, I bet Al's butt was just blistered bad. He said, he said a couple times, man, he says, you should see my ass. It is so bruised. And he did. He paddled him hard, man. You would hear that. Man, that would jump. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed me one time when he was with yes we traded him i don't go i forget which team he went to but i i was i had a neck cam in there and i had to go there and wipe it off and check it out so i you know come in and adjust and I, as i'm walking up the ice pow he nailed me it's like oh man <laughs> he didn't hold back man he lit me up <laughs> yeah, that's so funny oh it hurt <laughs> so I don't, I don't know i don't know how hard of a question this is going to be or to answer but uh, if you had one favorite Red Wings photo that you've taken, what would be your favorite? Wow. I don't know if I could say there's one favorite. Um, I mean, you, know, you can give me a top 10 if you want. <laughs> yeah, we'll sit here. Uh, well, <laughs> I, well, I think um, a lot of the ones I'm posting on Instagram are, are kind of special to me because the stories behind them. And as a photographer, and as a writer, you can relate. As a photographer, you try to support the writer's story. So I'm trying to tell a story with my pictures. Mm -hmm. And some the things that I have to go through to set up that picture, like a like in a photo shoot, for example, uh, you'll see that one of uh, I did with Pavel with the old school jersey that I turned into like a sepia tone kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. That was a official, formal pitch, um, photo shoot I had to do with a player and was with Pavel. And I was you know, kind of nervous, obviously. Pavel, one of the, you know, main guys, up-and-coming stars in the NHL. And um, he was totally cool. And that that picture really resonates with me because um, they didn't want me to do that shot. You know, the one we did for the program at the traditional jersey and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we ended up, the guy that was helping me, uh, his name was Mike. I don't remember his last name right now. A long time ago, obviously, 2003. 
yeah, I think it was 2003, 2004 is when I started. And um, so after the other people had left, Pavel was still sitting there and I had these old gloves and stick, which I still have. And uh, the, the gloves were a vintage 1930s, 40s, uh, Walter Taylor hand-sewn horse hair stuffing in them and everything like that. And I found this old Northland Custom Pro, which happened to be a left-hand banana hook, Bobby Hull style. Um, <laughs> so I brought them both down with me, just figured, ah, what the heck, maybe I can pull this off. Because I knew they had the old woolly sweaters with the Detroit across the yeah. jersey. At the end of the photo shoot, I asked Pav, I, said, I showed him the gloves. He goes, oh, cool, cool. You know, he's looking, he's trying them on. I looked at Mike. I said, Mike, go grab an old woolly jersey. He said, you want to do this? He goes, yeah. So we just chit-chatted for a minute. Mike came back with the old woolly jersey. I wish I had an old pair of uh, shank skates, steel shank skates, some old tacks or something like that. You know, yeah. the, the skates and the, the socks kind of give it away. You know, you can tell they're newer style skates. And, and, but it's still, it's a pretty cool effect. So that, that picture really resonates since it was my first go. And, and it never got published anywhere. Never really got published anywhere. You know, um, if it makes you feel any better, the best, uh, the, the, the story, the best story I've ever written never got published because a fight happened. Uh, it was a preview story for a, a boxing event. And then I worked so hard on it. It was crazy. Did a profile where I spent like all day with uh, like traveling and all that other stuff. And then uh, about 15 minutes after I filed, I was sitting in a van, a van on my way to West Virginia for a, for a football game. And uh, I got, I was just casually scrolling my Twitter timeline, relieved to be uh, done with the day. And I, I realized that there had been a fight at the way and the fight was canceled and the story was dead. So I definitely, uh, I definitely sympathize with that. Uh, I, I do also, you know, just uh, we are going to wrap it up here, but the uh, kind of in that sense that you were talking about, you, you take some chances, you set up a set. I, I love that Gordy Howe one as well for his 60th anniversary with the wings. Uh, just very, I, I appreciate the uh, the creativity in it and, you know, you explaining how the picture came to be. If you haven't seen it already by this point, uh, definitely go look it up. But um yeah, I, I'd really like that one a lot, and I think it's kind of fits into the, the similar vein that you were just talking about with Pavel. Yeah, it was, um, you know, then Gordy had left the team on not good terms for Wilder, so it was the 60th anniversary with kind of a big gap in there because he ended up going to Hartford, and he left under bad terms with the Norris family, I believe it was. And uh, so the Illiches were embracing the history and the alumni and doing a lot of good things with them. So Gordy was back in the fold right there, so they wanted to do it um, – story and the old big programs that you used to have to buy for 10 bucks i think it was mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of sad not to get off the track here but you know you see the little programs that give away the game yeah not yeah. only just end up on the floor and i've been going through my old stuff i've got up here i'm up in my office right now and i've got just boxes and boxes of old old programs that i've been kind of slowly but surely going through i thought i had one here but i don't but um yeah anyway um so they wanted to do a, a nice article on, on gordy and the theme was um, like reminiscing, thinking back, you know, his 60 years. And I'm thinking, wow, okay, how do I get Gordy to act like he's daydreaming, you know? And 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 so I kind of thought it through thinking, well, I always like the blue ceiling at Joe Lewis, the contrast with the red jerseys. I just love that look. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went down the night before, set up a strobe to illuminate the banners up there because they were kind of dark when they had this through the non-house light socks we we're doing it on an off day so they didn't have the place lit up like they do for a game right so they really make those pop and um so I, I went long story short you can see it on my instagram but i went down there you know put a light on there had a security guard stand in for some test shots come home that night printed them up 
met Gordy the next day, showed him to him. He was great, man. I mean, I was about ready to crap myself. I was so nervous. Here's a <laughs> legend of legends coming out right. of hallway. And, you know, I'd met him as a kid and we crossed paths, but I don't think he really knew who I was. So, you know, we, we shook hands. I am Dave photographer, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, what do you want me to do? What you got in mind? And uh, showed him the pictures. It, I only took about 12 shots and we got it. You know, I, I knew I got the shot. So I, the, what I didn't explain after that shot is after we got the shot and I was comfortable that we got what we needed, he wanted, they had the, the scoreboard down about chest high and he mm -hmm. wanted to go take another picture and walk across the ice to the scoreboard at, uh, at the scoreboard on the Joe Lewis um, scoreboard had Red Wing logos on each corner. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to go over there and get a picture next to the Red Wing logo. I'm thinking, well, okay. But now he hops on the ice and he starts sliding across the ice. And I'm thinking if he falls, I'm, I'm, there's going to be a, a photographer hole in the wall because yeah. I'm back in that building if he falls and whacks his head. <laughs> I'm just right behind him freaking out. And he's sliding along. And he's in his 80s, you know. And yeah. Oh my God. So we got over there, we did another shot and he looked great and he's pointing at the logo and took a couple more shots that never did anything with those. I don't think, but, um, yeah, it was oof. here. I just think everything's going great and he wants to slide across the ice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. That was not the plan. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. was, uh, something I left out on that story. Well, Dave, we, uh, we certainly appreciate your time. Again, like I just mentioned, if you haven't checked out the Instagram, go check it out, dregenick. Uh, you've also got a website, digphotographics.com. Uh, where else can people find you? Uh, Facebook, uh, just my name. You know, it's like, I'm, not, I'm not real big into social media. I mean, I, I post stuff because people are for the hockey reasons. You know, I, I got some family stuff on my Facebook page, but my Instagram is pretty much for the, uh, mostly for hockey and sports and stuff like that. But, yeah, well, you're doing a great job, man. I uh, enjoy your show and uh, appreciate you having me on. Excellent. Well, we uh, we you. appreciate you being on. We'd love to have you on again sometime. I feel like uh, we, yeah. we, I love your perspective, and I, I think it's uh, it's very interesting. So we'll definitely have you on again if you'd like to come. Right on, guys. I appreciate it.